Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Uh, after a two-day hiatus, very rare that we miss two days in a row, I am feeling the separation right here in the live studios in The Haven, uh, which is in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just near the English Channel. So we're here, uh, Abhay Das Brahmachari and I, living peacefully and relishing hearing Srila Prabhupada's books, Bhagavad Gita in the morning, Krishna book during the day, and finally Srimad Bhagavatam with all of you. And life is becoming good. Uh, I appreciate so much the lovely uh, wishes, uh, get well wishes. Uh, thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram from Sri Krishna Lila Stava by Srila Sanatana Goswami. His idea was to offer 108 obeisances to the Vrindavan pastimes of Krishna. And when he got to the 107th, one from the end, and I'm sorry I can't remember what the last one was too, who it was to, but anyway, uh, he offered his obeisances at the end to Srimad Bhagavatam for giving us Krishna's pastimes. And it goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdi Piyusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kalidvandoditaditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Premavarshakshadayate Sarvadasavasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can, you, you can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana my only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chochatakada O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart 
and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Oh, home sweet home. Meeting Bhagavatam with like-minded devotees. Hare Krishna. We've reached the 16th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam, third canto, uh, doorkeepers of Vaikuntha Jayanjai cursed. So we're starting with text 24. And Krishna has just finished uh, offering his apologies, actually, to the Kumaras. And now the Kumaras are praying to the Lord. Text 24. Dear Lord, you never want the auspicious path to be destroyed, for you are the reservoir of all goodness. Just to benefit the people in general, you destroy the evil element by your mighty potency. You are the proprietor of the three creations and the maintainer of the entire universe. Therefore, your potency is not reduced by your submissive behavior. Rather, by submission, you exhibit your transcendental pastimes. Purport Lord Krishna was never reduced in his position by becoming a cowherd boy or by offering respect to Sudama Brahmana or his other devotees like Nanda Maharaj, Vasudev, Maharaj Yudhishthir and the Pandava's mother, Kunti. Everyone knew that he was the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, yet his behavior was exemplary. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is Satchidananda Vigraha. His form is completely spiritual, full of bliss and knowledge, and it is eternal. Because the living entities are his parts and parcels, originally they belong to the same quality of eternal form as the Lord. But when they come in contact with Maya, the material potency, due to their forgetfulness, their existential constitution is covered. We should try to understand the appearance of Lord Krishna in this spirit as the, as the Kumaras pray to Him. He is eternally a cowherd boy at Vrindavan. He is eternally the leader of the battle of Kurukshetra. And He is eternally the opulent prince of Dwaraka and the lover of the damsels of Vrindavan. All His appearances are meaningful because they show his real characteristics to the conditioned souls who have forgotten their relationship with the Lord, with the Supreme Lord. He, he does everything for their benefit. The force exhibited in the battle of Kurukshetra by the desire of Krishna and through the agency of Arjuna was also necessary because when people become too irreligious, force 
is required. Nonviolence in this respect is rascaldom. Text 25 O Lord, whatever punishment you wish to award to these two innocent persons or also to us, we shall accept without duplicity. We understand that we have cursed two faultless persons. Purport The sages, the four Kumaras, now reject their cursing of the two doorkeepers, Jai and Vijay, because they are now conscious that persons who engage in the service of the Lord cannot be at fault at any stage. It is said that anyone who has implicit faith in the service of the Lord or who actually engages in transcendental loving service has all the good qualities of the demigods. Therefore, a devotee cannot be at fault. If sometimes it is found that he is in error by accident or by some temporary arrangement, that should not be taken very seriously. The cursing of Bijai and Jai and Vijay is here repented. Now the Kumaras are thinking in terms of their position in the modes of passion and ignorance, and they are prepared to accept any kind of punishment from the Lord. In general, when dealing with devotees, we should not try to find faults. In Bhagavad Gita also, it is confirmed that the devotee who faithfully serves the Supreme Lord, even if found to commit a gross mistake, should be considered a sadhu or saintly person. Due to former habits, he may commit some wrong. But because he is engaged in the service of the Lord, that wrong should not be taken very seriously. Text 26 <laughs> The Lord replied, O Brahmanas, know that the punishment you inflicted on them was originally ordained by me, and therefore they will fall to a birth in, the demoniac, in a demoniac family. But they will be firmly united with me in thought, through mental concentration, intensified by anger, and they will return to my presence shortly. Purport The Lord said that the punishment inflicted by the sages upon the doorkeepers, Jai and Vijay, was conceived by the Lord Himself. Without the Lord's sanction, nothing can happen. It is to be understood that there was a plan in the cursing of the Lord's devotees in Vaikuntha, and His plan was explained by many stalwart authorities. The Lord sometimes desires to fight. The fighting spirit also exists in the Supreme Lord, Otherwise, how could fighting be manifested at all? Because the Lord is the source of everything, anger and fighting are also inherent in His personality. When He desires to fight with someone, He has to find an enemy. But in the Vaikuntha world, there is no enemy because everyone is engaged fully in His service. Therefore, He sometimes 
comes to the material world as an incarnation in order to manifest his fighting spirit. In Bhagavad Gita 4.8, it is said that the Lord appears just to give protection to the devotees and to annihilate the non-devotees. The non-devotees are found in the material world, not in the spiritual world. Therefore, when the Lord wants to fight, He has to come to this world. But who will fight with the Supreme Lord? No one is able to fight with Him. Therefore, because the Lord's pastimes in the material world are always performed with His associates, not with others, He has to find some devotee who will play the part of an enemy. In Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says to Arjuna, My dear Arjuna, both you and I have appeared many, many times in this material world, but you have forgotten, whereas I remember. Thus, Jai and Vijay were selected by the Lord to fight with Him in the material world. And that was the reason the sages came to see Him and accidentally the doorkeepers were cursed. It was the Lord's desire to send them to the material world, not perpetually, but for some time. Therefore, just as on a theatrical stage, someone takes the part of enemy to the proprietor of the stage, although the play is for a short time and there is no permanent enmity between the servant and the proprietor. So the Surajanas, devotees, were cursed by the sages to go to the Asurajana, or atheistic families. That a devotee should come into an atheistic family is surprising, but it is simply a show. After finishing their mock fighting, both the devotee and the Lord are again associated in the spiritual planets. That is very explicitly explained here. The conclusion is that no one falls from the spiritual world or Vaikuntha planet, for it is the eternal abode. But sometimes, as the Lord desires, devotees come into this material world as preachers or as atheists. In each case, we must understand that there is a plan of the Lord. Lord Buddha, for example, was an incarnation, yet he preached atheism. There is no God, but actually there was a plan behind this, as explained in the, in the Bhagavatam. Text 27 Lord Rama said, After seeing the Lord of Vaikuntha, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, in the self-illuminated Vaikuntha planet, the sages left that transcendental abode. Purport The transcendental abode of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, as stated in Bhagavad Gita and confirmed in this verse, is self-illuminated. In Bhagavad Gita it is said that in the spiritual world there is no need of sun, moon or electricity. This indicates that all the planets there are self-illuminated, self-sufficient, and independent. Everything there is complete. 
Lord Krishna says that once one goes to that Vaikuntha planet, he never returns. The inhabitants of Vaikuntha never return to the material world. But the incident of Jai and Vijay was a different case. They came to the material world for some time and then they returned to Vaikuntha. Text 28 The sages circumambulated the Supreme Lord, offered their obeisances and returned, extremely delighted at learning of the divine opulences of the Vaishnava. Purport It is still a respectful practice to circumambulate the Lord in Hindu temples, especially in Vaishnava temples. There is an arrangement for people to offer their respect to the deity and circumambulate the temple at least three times. Text 29 The Lord then said to his attendants, Jai and Vijay, Depart this place, but fear not. All glories unto you. Though I am capable of nullifying the Brahmana's curse, I would not do so. On the, care, on the contrary, it has my approval. Purport As explained in connection with text 26, all the incidents that took place had the approval of the Lord. Ordinarily, there is no possibility that the four sages could be so angry with the doorkeepers, nor could the Supreme Lord neglect his two doorkeepers, nor can one come back from Vaikuntha after once taking birth there. All these incidents, therefore, were designed by the Lord himself for the sake of his pastimes in the material world. Thus, he plainly says that it was done with his approval. Otherwise, it would have been impossible for inhabitants of Vaikuntha to come back to this material world simply because of a Brahminical curse. The Lord especially blesses the so-called culprits. All glories unto you. A devotee, once accepted by the Lord, can never fall down. That is the conclusion of this incident. Text 30 This departure from Vaikuntha was foretold by Lakshmi, the goddess of fortune. She was very angry because when she left my abode and then returned, you stopped her at the gate while I was sleeping. Text 31 The Lord assured the two Vaikuntha inhabitants, Jaya and Vijay, by practicing the mystic yoga system in anger, you will be cleansed of the sin of disobeying the brahmanas and within a very short time return to me. Purport The Supreme Personality of Godhead advised the two doorkeepers, Jai and Vijay, that by dint of bhakti yoga in anger they would be delivered from the curses of the brahmanas. Srila Madhva Muni remarks in this connection that by practicing bhakti-yoga, one can become free from all sinful reactions. Even a brahma-shapa, 
a brahmashapa, or cursed by a brahmana, which cannot be overcome by any other means, can be overcome by bhakti-yoga. One can practice bhakti-yoga in many rasas. There are twelve rasas, five primary and seven secondary. The five primary rasas can constitute direct bhakti-yoga. But although the seven secondary rasas are indirect, they are also counted within bhakti-yoga if they are used in the service of the Lord. In other words, bhakti-yoga is all-inclusive. If one somehow or other becomes attached to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he becomes engaged in bhakti-yoga, as described in Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam 10.29.15 Kāmaṁ krodam bhāyam The gopis were attracted by, to Krishna by bhakti-yoga in a relationship of lusty desire, kāma. Similarly, Kāṅsa was attached to bhakti-yoga by dint of fear of his death. Thus, bhakti-yoga is so powerful that even becoming an enemy of the Lord and always thinking of Him can deliver one very quickly. It is said, Vishnu Bhakta Smrito Daiva Asuras Tad Vipanyaya. Devotees of Lord Vishnu are called demigods, whereas non devotees are called asuras. But Bhakti Yoga is so powerful that both demigods and asuras can derive its benefits if they always think of the Personality of Godhead. The basic principle of bhakti-yoga is to think of the Supreme Lord always. The Lord says in Bhagavad-gītā, 1865, manmana bhakta always think of me. It doesn't matter which, one, which way one thinks. The very thought of the supreme, of the personality of Godhead, is the basic principle of bhakti yoga. In the material planets, there are different grades of sinful activities, of which dis disrespecting a brahmana or a Vaishnava is the most sinful. It is clearly stated that one can overcome even that grave sin, simply by thinking of Vishnu, not even favorably, but in anger. Thus, even if those who are not in, thus, even if, if those who are not devotees always think of Vishnu, they become free from all sinful activities. Krishna consciousness is the highest form of thought. Repeat that. Krishna consciousness is the highest form of thought. Lord Vishnu is thought of in this age by chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. From the statements of the Bhagavatam, it appears that if one thinks of Krishna even, even as an enemy, that particular qualification, thinking of Vishnu or Krishna, Krishna, 
cleanses one of all sins. 32. After thus speaking at the door of Vaikuntha, the Lord returned to his abode where there are many celestial airplanes and all surpassing wealth and splendor. Purport. It is clear from this verse that all the incidents took place at the entrance of Vaikuntaloka. In other words, the sages were not actually within Vaikuntaloka, but were at the gate. It could be asked, how could they return to the material world if they entered Vaikuntaloka? But factually, they did not enter, and therefore they returned. There are many similar incidents where great yogis and brahmanas by dint of their yoga practice have gone from this material world to Vaikuntha but they were not meant to stay there. They came back. It is also confirmed here that the Lord was surrounded by many Vaikuntha airplanes. Vaikuntha Loka is described here as having splendid opulence far surpassing the splendor of this material world. All other living creatures, including the demigods, are born of Brahma, and Brahma is born of Lord Vishnu. Krishna states in Bhagavad Gita, in the tenth canto, Ahang Sarvasya Prabhavak. Lord Vishnu is the origin of all manifestations in the material world. Those who know that Lord Vishnu is the origin of everything, who are conversant with the process of creation, and who understand that Vishnu or Krishna is the most worshipable object of all living entities, engage themselves in Vishnu worship as Vaishnavas. The Vedic hymns also confirm this. Om Tad Vishnu Paramam Padam the goal of life is to understand Vishnu. The Bhagavatam also confirms this elsewhere. Foolish people, not knowing that Vishnu is the supreme worshipable object, create so many worshipable objects in this material world, and therefore they fall down. Text 33. But those two gatekeepers, the best of the demigods, their beauty and luster, diminished by the curse of the brahmanas, became morose and fell from Vaikuntha, the abode of the Supreme Lord. Text 34 Then, as Jaya and Vijay fell from the Lord's abode, a great roar of disappointment arose from all the demigods, who were sitting in their splendid airplanes. Text 35 Lord Brahma continued, These two principal doorkeepers 
of the Personality of Godhead have now entered the womb of Diti, the powerful semen of Kashapa Muni having covered them. Purport Here is clear proof of how a living entity coming originally from Vaikuntha Loka is engaged in material elements. The living entity takes shelter within the semen of a father, which is injected within the womb of a mother, and with the help of the mother's emulsified omen, ovum, the living entity grows a particular type of body. In this connection, it is to be remembered that the mind of Kashapamuni was not in order when he conceived the two sons, Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashipu. Therefore, the semen he discharged was simultaneously extremely powerful and mixed with the quality of anger. It is to be concluded that while conceiving a child, one's mind must be very sober and devotional. For this purpose, the Garbhadana Sanskara is recommended in the Vedic scriptures. If the mind of the father is not sober, the semen discharged will not be very good. Thus the living entity wrapped in the matter produced from the father and mother will be demoniac, like Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashipu. The conditions of conception are to be carefully studied. This is a very great science. Text 36 It is the prowess of these twin asuras, demons, that has disturbed you, for it has minimized your power. There is no remedy within any power. There is no remedy. There is no remedy within my power, however, for it is the Lord Himself who desires to do all this. Purport. Although, Hirana, although Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha, formerly Jai and Vijay, became Asuras, the demigods of this material world could not control them. And therefore Lord Brahma said that neither he nor all the demigods could counteract the disturbance they created. They came within the material world by the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and He alone could counteract such disturbances. In other words, although Jaya and Vijaya assumed the bodies of Asuras, they remained more powerful than anyone, thus proving that the Supreme Personality of Godhead desired to fight because the fighting spirit is also within Him. He is, the he is the original in everything because when he desires to fight, but when he desires to fight, he must fight with a devotee. Therefore, by his desire only were Jaya and Vijay cursed by the Kumaras. The Lord ordered the gatekeepers, the gatekeepers to go down to the material world to become his enemies so that he could fight with them. And his fighting desires would be satisfied by the service of his personal devotees. 
Brahma showed the demigods that the situation created by, dark, by the darkness for which they were disturbed was the desire of the Supreme Lord. He wanted to show that even though these two attendants were coming in the forms of demons, they were very powerful, greater than the demigods, who could not control them. No one can surpass the acts of the Supreme Lord. The demigods were also advised not to try to counteract this incident because it was ordered by the Lord. Similarly, anyone who was ordered by the Lord to perform some action in this material world, especially preaching His glories, cannot be counteracted by anyone. The will of the Lord is executed under all circumstances. Text 37 My dear sons, the Lord is the controller of the three modes of material nature, three modes of nature, and is responsible for the creation, preservation, and dissolution of the universe. His wonderful creative power, Yoga Maya, cannot be easily understood even by the masters of yoga. That most ancient person, the personality of Godhead, will alone come to, our, to come to our rescue. What purpose can we serve on his behalf by deliberating on the subject? Purport When something is arranged by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one should not be disturbed by it, even if it appears to be a reverse according to one's calculations. For example, Sometimes we see that a powerful preacher is killed or sometimes he is put into difficulty just as Haridas Thakur was. He was a great devotee who came into this material world to execute the will of the Lord by preaching the Lord's glories. But Haridas was punished at the hands of the Kasi by being beaten in 22 mark marketplaces. Similarly, Lord Jesus Christ was crucified and Prahlad Maharaj was put through so many tribulations. The Pandavas, who were direct friends of Krishna, lost their kingdom. Their wife was insulted and they had to undergo many severe tribulations. Seeing all these reverses affect devotees. One should not be disturbed One should simply understand that in these matters there must be some plan of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Bhagavatam's conclusion is that a devotee is never disturbed by such reverses. He accepts even reverse. He accepts even reverse conditions as the grace of the Lord. One who continues to serve the Lord even in reverse conditions is assured that he will go back to Godhead, back to the Vaikuntha planets. Lord Brahma assured the demigods that there was no use in talking about how the disturbing situation of darkness was taking place, since the actual fact was that it was ordered by the Supreme Lord. Brahma knew this 
because he was a great devotee, it was possible for him to understand the plan of the Lord. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports to the third canto, 16th chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled The Two Doorkeepers of Vaikuntha, Jai and Vijay, Cursed by the Sages. All glories to the four Kumaras. All glories to Jai and Vijay for not being disturbed. And all glories to the Supreme Personality of Godhead for arranging all kinds of pastimes to be able to exhibit all of his wonderful qualities, including fighting, spirit, and anger. Hare Krishna. What a relief. Huh? What a relief. Hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam with the assembled devotees. And believe it or not, it's 8 o'clock. I mean, that happened in an instant. No time. Hare Krishna. First is a comment from Divyanga Das. Divyanga, my dear friend, Hare Krishna, my dear friend and God brother, Hare Krishna. He says, <clears throat> he says, Jai Maharaj, you're back. Yes. Ready or not, here I come. <laughs> from Paramananda Hey Paramananda Hare Krishna Maharaj Please accept my humble obeisances All glories to Srila Prabhupada All glories to His Divine Grace Hari Bol Happy to see you back in your sacred space once again Thank you very much And it is a big relief for me Probably more for me than for anyone else Hare Krishna I feel so relieved I've been doing this every day, almost every day, for so long now. It's a part of me. And when I'm not doing it, it's like there's, I can't be my, complete. Hare Krishna, thank you. And Sudevi Dasi says, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna, Sudevi, Hare Bol. From Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj, so happy to see you back. Thank you very much. It's happy to be back. And from Gopakanya. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna Dev Maharaj, very, very much blessed to have you back. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. Jai, all glories to Srimad Bhagavatam, all glories to Srila Prabhupada for giving us the Bhagavatam. Imagine what it would be like. Oh, it's unthinkable. 
from Bhakti Noel. Yes, Bhakti Noel. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. I have been reflecting on the idea of faith lately. In hearing today, I am encouraged that if we continue our sincere devotional service, our hearts can become pure. Mm. It is amazing to me the mercy that Krishna bestows even when we waver. Mm. Krishna always has a plan. Yes. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for that. And from Daitari Hari. Yes, Daitya Hari Hari. I've also missed your reflections. <clears throat> Hare Krishna Maharaj, hope happy to see you back in good health. Hare Krishna. On the point of thinking of Krishna being the highest form of thought. Oops. On the point of thinking of Krishna being the highest form of thought, and that this happens through the chanting of the Maha Mantra. How do we chant the Maha Mantra in such a way that we remain conscious that we're thinking of Krishna? <laughs> you don't have to. The Maha Mantra is Krishna. When you chant Hare Krishna, you are thinking of Krishna. As a matter of fact, when Prabhupada was asked what we should be thinking about when we chant Hare Krishna, he laughed and he said, you are with Krishna when you chant Hare Krishna. What are you talking about? It made no sense to him whatsoever. We, ne we may not be conscious of the fact that the holy name is Krishna, but on faith, on hearing about it from such a powerful person as Srila Prabhupada, who we can see with our eyes, how, and still to this day, how powerful his words are, and his train of thought is so empowered that Krishna consciousness is actually spreading around the world. Then with that faith, we have to chant Hare Krishna. And if we can't remember that the, the Maha Mantra is Krishna, it doesn't make any difference because the holy name is Krishna. Whether you believe it or not, or whether you remember it or not, you can't affect Krishna. So maybe you should give up the thought that you can, you know, make Krishna go away <laughs> and just chant Hare Krishna. So when Prabhupada was asked that question, he said, just hear the sound of the Maha Mantra. That's our duty. That's what real meditation is. To meditate...
Hare Krishna. This is from Katie Romaya. Katie Romaya, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. It is nice to see you again. Well, thank you. Nice to hear from you. And this is from Audrey Lynn. Audrey Lynn, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. And from Jaimena. Yes, Jaimena. She says, thank you. You're welcome. Hare Krishna. And this is Aravind from the Atmalaj. Yes, Aravind. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. We heard today that even those who always think of Krishna in anger get liberated. My question is, do those that always think of Krishna in anger have their relationship with him revealed? Not necessarily. Uh, the Jain Bijaya incident was special as Prabhupada talked about in his purports that we just heard. He also made the statement, it's also there in the verses, that Krishna said that they can come back to him in a short time. This is a very significant statement because when we think of the pastimes of Jai and Vijay, we think of in terms of many millions and millions of years because from the time of Hiranyaksha, which is toward the beginning of the universe, to uh, Shishupal and Tantavakra, which was the last birth, there's a lot of time more time than we can as a conditioned souls even conceive of, what to speak of, remember. But Krishna said, in a short time. So we should understand from that, that if we can learn to see through the eyes of Krishna, through the eyes of the Shastra, we will be relieved from so much anxiety because the time we spend in this material world is actually only really a short time. Hare Krishna. So your question was? Sorry, I forgot. Do those that always think of Krishna in anger have their relationship with him revealed? Not necessarily. If he's if they're killed by Krishna personally, by his original form then they'll realize who they are after they're killed. You know, Hiranyaksha, for instance, he didn't, and Hiranyakashipu also, they didn't recognize Krishna as God. They had no attraction to him. Uh, Lord Ram also, and, and Kumbhakarna, But Shishupal, his last birth, just before his head was cut off by the Sudarsan Chakra, as the chakra was approaching his neck, he actually got attracted to Krishna. From all of those 
days and years and a lifetime of thinking of Krishna in anger and hatred. Because he was thinking of the personal form of Krishna. You know, but generally, even Kangsa didn't didn't remember uh, his spiritual identity until after he was killed by Krishna. So you can say yes and you can say no to the answer to your question. They will eventually in a short time. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Indeed, a relief to hear and see you read again. My fickle mind was missing this stable platform of wisdom, which you, as a loyal servant of His Divine Grace, reveal to us every night. Well, I wish it was every night, but almost every night. Hare Krishna. <clears throat> and from Audrey? Yes, Audrey. She says, from Taiwan. Oh, Hari Krishna, what a sweet. willing and thank you for the invitation it gives me more impetus Hare Krishna and from Daitari Hari Daitari Hari Haribo thanks Maharaj looking forward to reading that 931 purport yes you're welcome from Subarao. Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily reading service. Glad to have you back on the Facebook space. <laughs> Hare Krishna. In the verse 316.29, the, the Lord says, quote, Though I am capable of nullifying the Brahmana's curse, I would not do so. On the contrary, it has my approval. Unquote. It came to my mind two things. One, Krishna is Swarat, independent, from Srimad Bhagavatam 111. He is a supreme controller and independent. Two, the Lord is also Upadrishta and Anumanta. Upadrishta, overseer, Anumanta, permitter. Bhagavad Gita 
Yes, Rati. I can't find the exact reference now, but as you read, I understood the point how great devotees accept the plan of the Lord, even though externally it looks like misfortune. I was reminded of the words of His Holiness Kadamma Kanana Maharaj, who is presently diagnosed with cancer in an advanced stage, who has said that he does not want to battle it. He wants to accept this as the plan of the Lord. More than accept, he wants to embrace it and surrender to it. This is advanced devotional service. Anyone who knows him uh, knows that he's, he's a real trooper. Uh, when I was in first in Govardhan overseeing the refurbishment of that project, he was a temple president of Vrindavan, and I had opportunity to see him in many circumstances and how staunch he was. As a matter of fact, he was even shot in the bathroom. Yes, because sometimes there are envious persons even in Vrindavan. And he was a strong authority. So, yes, and he kept on going. So, and he's still keeping on going, even in the state of health he's in. And Hari Sari Prabhu, who was very observed Srila Prabhupada very closely for quite some time as his servant, knew that Prabhupada was constantly battling some kind of uh, infirmity or some kind of disability practically the whole time when he was with us. So, when the Lord sees that we are able to be steady in our service uh, in the face of disturbances and in the face of reversals, he becomes not just pleased, he becomes obliged to uh, to help us. Therefore the devotee has no reason ever to become depressed or discouraged in any way. Just think of it, how few people in the earth understand who Krishna is actually how f what what great fortune we have to be able to hear this Bhagavatam and understand to some degree or another who Krishna is and to appreciate uh, through all the different uh, disturbances that are going on in the earth today and they are substantial it's no joke what's going on you know this attack by Russia and the Ukraine and how it's adversely affecting the world's economy and politics is no joke it happens from time to time we don't know what's going to happen but uh, the devotees of the Lord they continue their uh, Krishna consciousness continue their preaching continue their trying to spread this transcendental sound through through thick and thin and in that way they earn uh, the, 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 the Lord's uh, not just attention but approval and once the Lord approves of you then it's just a matter of time it's not a, it's not a exaggeration it's not a joke when Krishna says Janma Karma Chame Divyam 
When you actually understand the nature of the appearance. Yet. But of course, they became devotees as soon as they saw him and smelled the aroma of the tulsi leaves and sandalwood pulp on his, on his lotus feet. But still, before they saw him, they were impersonalists. But they weren't mayavadis, they were brahmavadis. The brahmavadis are, are innocent, they don't, they haven't decided that. The absolute truth is not a person. Subharaf says, thank you, Maharaj, for your association. Thank you, Subharaf, for your company also, for your lovely re reflections. More from Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati. After preaching in Europe this summer, he wants to go to Vrindavan and celebrate Radhashtami with all the devotees who want to come there. And he wants to simply be looking for Krishna and absorbing himself in Krishna consciousness. Yes, he is a very staunch devotee and he is inspiring to so many of us. Yes, absolutely. Let us pray to be able to follow in his footsteps. According to our capacity and according to our inclination to serve and relish Krishna's association in the assembly of devotees. Hare Krishna. This is also from Rati. Another angle of this point, sometimes we see that a devotee we care about is in a difficult position. Even though he or she may be going through what is the plan of the Lord and accepting it as far as possible, 
but is obviously needing or could use help. What should we do in such circumstances, Guru Maharaj? Try to help. That what what you do to try to help will be dependent on each individual circumstance and each individual person. But the principle of trying to help a person who's struggling is universal. came to the West he said don't think that I am just just seeing cats and dogs I am seeing cats and dogs we cannot imagine what he was seeing when he came to Lower East Side New York in Haight-Ashbury but we can't imagine what he was seeing and yet he stayed and he tried to help and here we are And when Yogeshwar wrote uh, Swami in a Strange Land, in his research, he came across, he went to the archives and he came across the big box of letters. They were the letters that were written to Prabhupada, which we don't hear, we just hear the letters from Prabhupada. He said they were so heavy with problems and intensity, tense situations he could only read a few without becoming completely emotionally For just a short time, Prabhupada told us when we go back to the spiritual world, it will be as if we just woke up from a bad dream. Hare Krishna. Rati says, Thank you. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night for sure. <laughs> same place, same time, same topic as we hear the beginning of the pastimes of Hiranyaksha in Hiranyakashipu. Hare Krishna.